You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSE has opened its doors for another day, so it's time for the opening with Nick Kunzer from Sandham Private Wealth in Johannesburg. Nick, you and I were up at um, three o'clock this morning watching <laughs> a certain debate between two certain people, and I thought, while it was entertaining, I thought it was absolutely disgraceful, and Donald Trump should be ashamed of himself. And Joe Biden also occasionally sort of went uh, a little bit off-centre, uh, but it was Mr. Trump's show, and it was horrible. Yeah, good morning, Lindsay. Yeah, I'm also a bit sleepy this morning. Yes, up to three, but... Um I just I found it actually quite distasteful. Um, I mean, if that is an advertisement for U.S. politics, then they're in big trouble because it was just it was it was one step away from a from a wrestling mudslinging match. It was terrible, and 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 Biden tried to be a little bit sort of a little bit sort of I don't know gentlemanly, but it didn't last very long. He started telling him to shut up and all. I mean, it was just it was a joke, quite frankly. And um, I thought the whole thing was, I can't believe there's two. When I, when I finished up, I thought, I can't believe there's two more of these things you have to go through because uh, it really was. I mean, I don't think any of them came out on top. And in fact, um, I think the American sort of voter public are the ones that lost out because it was just a, it was a terrible spectacle, really. It wasn't the mediator was simply awful, the Fox News man. I don't know terrible. how they chose him. He couldn't, he couldn't control. Mm-hmm. He should have said, listen, unless you stop interrupting, we're going to stop the debate and you two can go away for five minutes, to, you know, have a think about things and then mm-hmm. come back because it really was very badly handled by whoever it was. What's his name? Wallace something. Yeah, it was badly handled. And, 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 and coming out of that 90 minutes later, I mean, there really wasn't any sort of answers on, on the economy, what their plans were. No. They have, I mean, I mean, they were just throwing barbs at each other. I mean, you know, Trump going on about uh, Biden's son and the Russia and the payments. And I mean, really, it was just it was it was an embarrassment. And, um, you know, none the wise. But interestingly enough, I mean, the S&P futures going into it. Uh, up about three quarters of a percent, and uh, five minutes after, sort of, uh, literally by four thirty this morning, they just fell on a heap. They dropped uh, one point nine hundred percent. So, uh, I think the markets are starting to realise, and the volatility and the VIX pricing as well. That I mean, this, this is going to be a, a very ugly contested election, and and I do not think that Mr. Trump is going to, uh, if he loses it, or suppose he looks like he's losing it. He's not going. He's not leaving the White House. And I think we're going to be stuck in courts for, for months on the back of us. And I think that's why the market's selling off. Mm. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah, there is a sinister air about what's been going on. But anyway, let's not talk about that. Anyway, the markets are mm. down a little bit today. But it's, if we concentrate on South Africa and the Stock Exchange News Service and the banking sector, which has been sharply in focus recently, Capitec Bank Holdings Limited, summary or unaudited financial results for the six months ended 31st of August. How did they do? Yeah, I actually didn't think they were so, so bad, Lindsay. I mean, they, they guarded recently, so they didn't deviate too much from the guidance. And, uh, you know, um, dividend cancelled as expected, as the other banks had did. But I thought the outlook was very was, was quite upbeat. Um, I know um, our friend David often speaks about uh, you must keep an eye on what they say and what they say on the outlook side. Yes. And I thought they were they were quite upbeat in, in their outlook, which I think is boding, bodes well. And, uh, you know, they said uh, they, they made a comment, I think, Said, um, I'm just looking for the headlines now. You know, transaction volumes and revenue started to return to pre-lockdown levels as they were relaxed. Hmm. Uh, credit loss provisions remain conservative. Uh, payment performance of the COVID-19 rescheduled loans is encouraging. 
um, and so on and so on. So they were very upbeat. And look, I don't know if it's just they just talking their own book or what they're doing, but um, I thought it was quite a solid set of numbers. And uh, those short sellers out there, I mean, there's a lot of Capitec bashers out there. They must be a little bit nervous with this result because even in this environment, I think they're holding up very nicely. Stock up 5% on the back of that. I haven't got the Outlook statement. I've only got the short form announcement on my screen. Mm. But anyway, Opera, just to tell you what exactly did happen. Obviously, this is retrospective. Uh, operating profit before tax decreased by 86 Headline earnings per share decreased by 78%. Earnings per share decreased by 79%. And then no, and of course, the, as expected, no interim ordinary dividend was declared in the current year. And that compares to 755 cents per share in the prior year. So it's a big fall, but obviously factored in already. And the share price is up, what, 3% or something? No, just, uh, just had a quick pop in the last couple of minutes. Up 4.6 at the moment. Back right. over 1,000. 1,030 rand per share currently. And the high of that thing was about 1,500, 1,600? I can't remember. Yeah. Look, one of its highs, but I mean, it, it, it operates in that, in that sort of uh, medium to low LSM bracket. You know, obviously not talking about the business banking, but on the retail side. So certainly on the, on the coal face of what's happening with COVID and, and those unemployment numbers yesterday. So I have to say it, it could have been a lot worse. I think you know, it's not a bad set of numbers, really. And uh, I think the markets are quite efficient, as I always said, and mm. uh, stock up 4.5%. Yeah, six months to the end of August. So that did take in most of the uh, unpleasantness, mm. didn't it? Yeah. Um, and I just, yes, it did. Okay. And the prospect statement's good. Very good. Okay. PPC came out with its um, it's a restatement of prior period results, restating a trading statement and a delay in reporting of uh, full year 2020 results and renewal of cautionary. All sorts of things going on there at 10 past 8 this morning. Share price up, though, about 14%, as far as I can see. Yeah, it's a difficult one. Funny enough, I actually had a, had a client picking up some stock yesterday before the numbers, and we were sort of going on about how, I can't believe this was a market darling. It was up there for 100 years on the JSC. Well, the environment's changed, unfortunately. It's a very, very different environment to what we're used to, um, and it's a very different company. Um, and the problem is they're operating solely in, a, in an environment, Lindsay, where we don't have much sort of uh, – government spending on infrastructure. Um, Our economy is really in a bad way. And there's a lot of competition coming in from north, like Sir Mr. Gondorti. We've got Lafarge from France also involved. Uh, I mean, the stock's a penny share. I mean, it's, you know, 50 cents a share at the moment. Yes, exactly. Um, The dollar rand is 16.94. The British pound against the rand is 21.71. And the euro rand is, sorry, 19.86 with the euro dollar. 117.26. 117.26. Is that the correct price? And it looks like yesterday's. And they say the no, dollar. Uh, it is. No, that's correct. That is the right price. 17.26. You're right. Okay, good. So the US dollar uh, under pressure again. Dow Jones last night was up one. No, this is also wrong. I've got still got my 28th numbers. Uh, okay, shall I read the mark? Yes, I think you should. Okay, so uh, if we look at what happened in the U.S. last night, uh, most stocks finishing lower, but all three indices basically broke their uh, their three-session gain with the Dow Jones down 131 points, half a percent. S&P was down 16 points, also half a percent. The Nasdaq was a bit better, but still down 32 points or 0.3 of a percent last night. Gold price is 18.88, um, which is doing very nicely. Thank you very much with that weaker dollar. The platinum price is 8.71 I've got. Where's Palladium, please, Nick? So Palladium? is once again bucking the trend. It is up uh, 0.4%, $9 at 2360 
And West Texas is down half a percent. That's the crude oil, uh, $39.10 per barrel. And Brent crude oil is $40.81 per barrel, which is down around about half a percent. So again, uh, coming under pressure and bucking the, um, the, the the weak dollar theme, whereas the, the metals seem to be embracing it. Mm. We haven't looked at iron ore or anything for a while. Just have a quick look at that one. Yeah, I did actually, because I actually sent a tweet out this morning. So iron ore's actually been on a little bit of a charge, funny enough. Um, also bucking that sort of trend with that stronger dollar. In fact, iron ore this morning <clears throat> was up at one point as much as 3.6%, $117 per tonne. Uh, that apparently is off the back of there's been an outbreak of coronavirus on a massive couple of bulk carriers in Australia's ports, mm. uh, which has raised concerns about uh, supply disruptions. Anyway, to summarize, iron ore um, is on target now to be up at about 16% if it finishes where it does for the, month, for the quarter. So a really big charge for iron ore. Yes, good. And so we should look, have a look at Kumba, etc. today. On the upside on my screen, 15 minutes ago, Capitec was 3.7% higher, but you said it's popped a little bit since then. Textainer mm-hmm. up 3.4%, Pick and Pay up 2.8%, Anglo-American 2.1% higher, and Process up one6 On the downside, South 32 down 3.5%, African Rainbow Minerals down 3.2%, Telcom down 25 British American Tobacco down two and a quarter and Sassel again on the downside 2.1 percent weaker Sassel as you quite rightly said yesterday when we were speaking to David it was I think it was in those 170s 180s not that long ago and suddenly back Mm. to 128 so it's been all over the place this year it has been but I think there's if if we have to look at what the the oil prices are doing I think there's more realization and and acceptance that oil is going to be under pressure it's going to be difficult to maintain these sort of 40 sort of forty dollars a barrel level with if there is a second wave if coming with a slowing global economy and I think there's only so much that uh, OPEC can do to keep it going but I, I really think oil is it's seen the highs for now I know you've been quite bearish in oil haven't you Yes, well, uh, I was for quite a while, but I do think what it has done, which is good for producers and consumers, is find some sort of equilibrium. It looks to me like it's a, a sort of a 35 to 45 market for a while, and that and that's good, a little bit of stability, don't you think? Yeah, it is. It, it seems to have found its sort of range now. Um, and in fact, you know, oil price at $40 a barrel for the world is not exactly a bad thing. You know, it's not a, it, it's probably it's probably the right level. You know, 50s and 60s, it's not good for the economy, and anything too cheap is, is not good either. So I think it's probably exactly where it is now. If we finish out the year, it's probably not a bad thing. Give us the indices after 53 minutes of trading, please, Nick. Okay, so on this Wednesday, the last trading day of the quarter, oh, yes. <clears throat> we have yeah, we have the all share, oh, is it even worth mentioning, up seven points, not even 0.01%, 54,514, uh, top 40, pretty much the same, but still holding 50,000, 50,034. Uh, financials, they are firmer by just five pips. Um, yeah, so we've got, I'm trying to find some, some movements here. Uh, small cap index is flat. Uh, as I said, financial slightly up uh, and the all shares up as well. So, In fact, you know what, I'm actually going to cut right there. It's, it's pretty much flat across the board, unchanged. The do you think day. that can prevail, though, because it's month end and quarter end? Most importantly, yeah. quarter end. Do you think there's going to be some fun and games later? Uh, I don't think so. No, I think I think there's a lot of people digesting last night's moves um, after after the debate or the early hours of this morning, and you've seen again this morning a lot of stocks and a lot of uh, companies on the flat line. I mean, even even the DAX this morning was down 0.7 percent. It's not unchanged. Uh, S and P was down quite a bit. It's, it's still down significantly, but it's off its lows. But I, I think 
the market leaning towards a little bit of a red day today. That's my feeling. You might not get your window dressing that you normally get. S&P down uh, nearly 0.8% at the moment at 3308. That's the futures. Anyway, uh, we're not speaking tonight. Uh, we'll speak tomorrow evening with David Shapiro on the 5 o'clock shadow. Nick Kunza is from Sandham Private Wealth, and that was the opening. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.